0: Hosted by W. Earl Kitchings. Our podcast is dedicated to preserving the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football. And now, here's your host, W. Earl Kitchings. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. I'm your host, Errol Kitchens, bring you another edition of what we hope will be a podcast that you enjoy checking out when we bring it to you. Today, we're going to bring you the second part of the Heisman Trophy QB fraternity, where we talk about the black quarterbacks who not only won the Heisman Trophy, but the black quarterbacks who finished, first of all, had their name on the ballot and finished in the top 10. Finished in the top 10. <clears throat> and the reason why this is important is because in looking at how the Heisman has made their selections, I don't think they ever allowed more than 10 people's name to be on the ballot. So that's the first thing. If they cap it at 10, then you have to look at, okay, who are the 10 guys and how do they finish? Because they all got votes, but not all of them got the most votes. And what we want to do with this podcast is just share with you who all the other quarterbacks were, what schools they went to, what year they were on the ballot and what their position, where they finished in the Heisman voting. Because sometimes the difference between first and second place could be as close as 10 votes or as far as 100 votes. It just depends on the voters and how they feel in a particular year. So we want to let you know that over 200 quarterbacks. have been on the top 10 list of the Heisman Trophy balloting. Over 200 quarterbacks. And in that number, there have only been two who have gone to a black, black college and been in the top five on the ballot when it, the voting was in. Doug Williams, 1977, finished 4th Steve McNair, 1994, finished third. Doug Williams played at Grambling. Steve McNair played at Alcorn State. And they are the two quarterbacks from a black college. They are the only two to ever have their names placed on the Heisman Trophy ballot. And the reason why we came up with the BIP Memorial Trophy to recognize the top quarterback from an HBCU is because of those other awards that they give out to quarterbacks every year at the highest level of college football. You won't ever have to worry about a quarterback from a black college winning one of those awards. Not the Unitas, not the O'Brien, not the Maxwell, not the Manning. They won't win those awards. So in an effort to make sure that these young men got their fair due for what they do on the football field playing at a black college, we came up with the Bip Memorial Trophy. Trophy and named in honor of Oliver Bip Joyce, who played quarterback at Florida AM University in nineteen fifty-nine. And that was the only year. He was on the roster because he paid the ultimate price. The ultimate price that a player can can give and pay in playing this game. He lost his life playing the game he loved. In 1959, Oliver Joyce sustained a neck injury in practice and he never recovered. Five days after he suffered that injury, he passed. And in honor of him, Being a former All-State performer in 1958, leading his team to the first ever black state championship in the state of Florida for black high schools. And because I have a direct connection between my father and Oliver Joyce, my father was his high school football coach. I just felt to honor Oliver Joyce and to give Homage to my father. This is why this award is named the BIP Memorial Trophy. But we're going to go down the list of the quarterbacks, the black quarterbacks who have been on the Heisman Trophy ballot starting in 1971. And as I told you in part one of this Heisman Trophy quarterback fraternity podcast, We're going to have the first ever black quarterback who was listed on the Heisman Trophy ballot with us. And he leads off our list with the show today. 1971, Chuck Ealy, a great performer, in my opinion, the greatest quarterback ever because he never lost a game in college. And I don't care how you cut, slice or dice it. You go 35 and 0, you got to be the greatest. I don't care. I don't care what college you played at. You can say whatever you want to say. He didn't play the, against the Big Ten. He didn't play against the SEC. I don't care. He played against the competition that he had. And you know that it doesn't matter. You play who you play. And any given Saturday and or Sunday and or Friday night, you can lose. But in 35 starting games, he never lost one for the Toledo Rockets. In 1971, Chuck Ealy finished 8th in the Heisman voting. 1974, Dennis Franklin of Michigan finished 6th. Doug Williams of Grambling in 1977 finished 4th. Reggie Collier out of the University of Southern Mississippi finished ninth. Turner Gill, an outstanding quarterback out at Nebraska in eighty-three. He finished fourth and Walter Lewis of Alabama finished ninth on the list of Heisman Trophy ballot. Ninth, Walter Lewis, first black quarterback at Alabama finished ninth. Nineteen eighty seven, Don McPherson of Syracuse finished second. Nineteen eighty eight, Rodney Pete, Southern Cal finished second. Nineteen eighty eight. With Rodney Pete, Major Harris, a fine quarterback from West Virginia, finished fifth. In 1989, Tony Rice led Notre Dame to a national championship, finishing fourth in the Heisman Balloting. 1989, Major Harris again ended up being on the Heisman Trophy ballots, finishing in third. 1990, Sean Moore from Virginia finished fourth. 1991, Jeff Blake, East Carolina, finished seventh. 1992, Charlie Ward finished sixth from Florida State. And I'm and pause right here because I'm only giving the names of the guys who finished in the top ten. If they didn't win it, these are the names you're hearing. And all in all. When we talk about the people we're talking about now and those guys who won the trophy, uh, fifty-one black quarterbacks made the final ballot in the year they played and how they so moving on from Charlie Ward in nineteen ninety-four, Steve McNair finished third from Alcorn State, nineteen ninety-five, Tommy Frazier finished second from Nebraska, also leading them to a national championship. 1998, Michael Bishop of Kansas State finished in second. 1998, Donovan McNabb from Syracuse finished fifth. 1998, probably one of the most prolific passers that the University of Central Florida has ever seen. Probably one of the biggest quarterbacks, not only in college football, but in pro football. Dante Culpepper finished sixth, and he was a load. About six foot six, two sixty DT. Nobody really wanted to tackle Dante Culpepper. That's a big guy. Nineteen ninety eight. Finishing in that same on that same ballot, finishing at the very last spot was Sean King, of Tulane University. Finishing tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Joe Hamilton, Georgia Tech, second. 1999, Michael Vick, Virginia Tech third. 2000, Michael Vick, Virginia Tech in sixth place. 2001, Antoine Randall L. Put Indiana on the map, finishing sixth in the Heisman voting. 2002, from Iowa, Brad Banks finished second. 2002, on that same ballot. Byron Lefwich of Marshall finished sixth. 2004, Jason Campbell of Auburn finished seventh. 2005, after leading the Longhorns of Texas to a national championship, Vince Young finished second in the balloting. 2005, Michael Robinson, Penn State finished fifth. 2007, Dennis Dixon of Oregon finished in fifth and on that same ballot with Dixon right behind him was Pat White of West Virginia who finished in sixth place. 2008 Pat White again on the ballot, but he dropped down one spot to seventh in 2008. Nate ball out of ball state. I'm sorry. Nate Davis out of ball state. Nate Davis out of ball state finished eighth. He was the second quarterback from the MAC Conference to ever be on the Heisman Trophy ballot. Chuck Ealy was first. Nate Davis of Ball State was second, finishing eighth. In 2010, Denard Robinson of Michigan finished sixth. In 2010, also from Nevada, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick finishing eighth. And we all know the story about Colin Kaepernick. A man who just wanted to do what was right. Black ball from the NFL because he took a knee. Another tragic asterisk in the history of the NFL when it comes to black quarterbacks. In 2011, Russell Wilson of Wisconsin finished ninth. 2012, Braxton Miller, Ohio State, finished fifth. 2013, Miller again was on the ballot, but this time he finished ninth. 2014, Trayvon Boykin of Texas Christian University finished fourth. JT Barrett of Ohio State in 2014 was fifth. And in eighth place from Mississippi State in 2014, Dak Prescott. So in 2014, three black quarterbacks were on the ballot for the Heisman. That is unheard of. That was unheard of. 2015, Deshaun Watson of Clemson finished third. In 2015, also, Trayvon Boykin came back and finished in 10th spot in 2015. 2016, Deshaun Watson of Clemson finished in second place after leading them to a national championship. 2017, Lamar Jackson finished third from Louisville. 2018, Dwayne Haskins. Of Ohio State finished third. 2019, Jalen Hurts finished second from Alabama. And then in 2020, Justin Fields finished seventh from Ohio State. And in 2021, C.J. Stroud finished fourth. And in this past season, 2022, C.J. Stroud finished third behind Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman this past football season. So those are the names of the guys whose name got on the Heisman Trophy ballot, all black quarterbacks. And as you can see, from the major schools to the mid-majors, from the most prestigious conferences to the not so prestigious conferences, from the big name programs like the Alabamas and the Ohio State's. To the Gramblings and Alcorn States, black quarterbacks have made their mark and they will continue to make their mark on the field, in the classroom, and on to the next level, which is professional football. If you look at this list of players, black quarterbacks who... Did not win the Heisman. But were on the ballot. Probably about. Maybe half. Maybe half of them. Ended up. On somebody's NFL roster. Not too many of them did not end up on on an NFL roster. Not too many. Not too many. A few. And if they didn't. Make the roster as a quarterback. You know the story. They made the roster maybe as a receiver. Possibly a defensive back. But I think. For the most part. The days of seeing black quarterbacks. Be converted. To a wide receiver. Are not completely over. But they won't be like they used to be. It won't be the first option once you get a guy who's a quarterback. Because, again, when you got guys who are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", some of them 6'6", they're not good cover guys. They might be good receivers, but what if they got bad hands? I can throw it, but I can't catch it. I can throw it, but I can't defend it. Why put these guys in those positions just because they're talented athletes? So as the evolving of black quarterbacks continue, and let me tell you with the number of young men in high school who are going to be looking at playing this position and only this position, they're not looking at the option of playing out of position. If you're not going to play me at quarterback, I'm going to look at my options. And if I can't play quarterback at the professional level, then hopefully they have their degrees and they can go in and make a life for themselves. But that's our list. These are the guys along with the, the other guys who actually won the Heisman Trophy. And it's just a remarkable thing that you have been able to see and hear of the number of guys, the names of these guys who have been able to make their skills sets known by what they did on the football field. And I'm just honored to be able to bring this information to you and let you have something to go to the barbershop and talk about. This is good fodder for a barbershop talk. Uh, these guys, I mean, we can talk about the other guys and what they've done, but you know, for, for those of us who uh, go to get their haircut, in the barber shops where the barber looks like them, this is some good stuff to be talking about. And the good thing about it is, you don't have to worry about whether or not it's factual because all of this is factual. It's all online or in sports books. You maybe have to take your time and find it, but here at the, po- the Post Route and Quarter five Back Awards and CertifiedBack.com. We want to make this journey for you as pleasant as possible and as informational and as historical as possible because we are the keepers of the key to the gate. And we want you to know that these young men and during their time as collegiate players left their mark. That's going to do it for this podcast on this particular show. Once again, we invite you to go to our website at quarterfi, quarter, P-H-I, com. You can go there and order your copy of the Forgotten QBs written in 2022 to honor the legacies of black quarterbacks who have played the game of college football here in America. You will also find the names of all the black quarterbacks who have played in the NFL and the CFL up until 2021. So we we want to make sure we bring you the history. We want to make sure we continue to make sure that these legacies are never just put on the bookshelf and put away. And you don't know about them. Tell your kids, tell your grandkids, our legacy is strong. Our legacy is solid. We are contributors. And we will remain contributors. So until the next time, and if you want to drop us a line, go to quarterfyback at com if you want to drop us a line. So until the next time, for my producer, director, and IT guy, Mr. Deterion Sturge Hill, I'm Earl Kitchings. Saying until the next time here at the Forgotten Quarterbacks, go deep and look for the bomb. Thank you for joining us here on The Forgotten Quarterbacks with host W. Earl Kitching. Join us as we discuss more about the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football.